The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio wherever you get your podcasts. Underdog Fantasy is the fastest growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. This is Stacking the Box with NFL insider Matt Berteram and Mark Carmen. Welcome in to Stacking the Box on what was a crazy week seven by far, I would say, our best week of football. And we are recording just after the incredible Sunday night game where Arizona, who did not lead all game, comes back to get Seattle in overtime, 37-34. Uh, DK Metcalf, Matt Verderam, had... M- one of the greatest plays you will ever see from a wide receiver, let alone any NFL football player, chasing down a, a, what would have been a pick six, running faster than Usain Bolt in his prime, uh, and nearly had the touchdown to win it, but a holding call negated that, and then the Cardinals end up getting it done, 37-34. Russell Wilson picked off three times. This was a, a crazy one here as, as the Cardinals improved to 5-2 and two and Seattle officially has their first loss at 5-1. and one. Yeah, it's a weird thing to say because Wilson is almost single-handedly the reason Seattle's as good as it is. But he kind of cost them the game tonight. Like, he now, – now, don't get me wrong. The defense is abominable. And ultimately, the blame lays on, on its feet. But he threw two picks in the red zone and then he threw a pick at the 50-yard line that gave the Cardinals an opportunity to go, you know, what, 20 yards to kick a field goal to win the game. Like, he's the MVP of the league in my mind, but you can't make those mistakes. And that said, it doesn't matter if Seattle's defense isn't a wet paper towel. But Seattle's defense is a wet paper towel, and so they walk out a hard luck loser in a very interesting and fascinating game. Arizona is now 5-2, and two, having won two primetime games in six days. And uh, looking pretty good. Look, I mean, they're not a Super Bowl team, but they're looking like they're a playoff team. Yeah, and I mean, I'd have to think about this, but that's why they pay me the big bucks over to Rem. And I don't. I think that Russell Wilson just opened up the MVP conversation tonight. He absolutely cost. He absolutely cost him the game. And the rookie on the Cardinals, Isaiah Simmons, uh, made a hell of a play to pick him off in overtime. I mean, that was elite stuff uh, showing tremendous speed dropping into coverage getting the pick uh so that was i, I don't think russell wilson was, obviously was the, the least bit intent uh, anticipating that so i don't know i mean aaron Rodgers certainly had a good game today or good enough and the packers won this right. thing's not over here as we're uh, you know no, we, i mean most teams have played six or seven you know oh, every team has played six or seven games so no i mean there's a long long way to go and I think that was a that was a tough spot there for Wilson. Let's be real. Um, you know, I mean, if we're going to be honest, I think you have to be. That is uh, that is a tough moment for Wilson. I mean, three picks, and yeah, I mean, it, let's you know, let's call it what it is. I mean, those those picks essentially cost them the game. He's been great this year. He deserves to be the MVP front runner. I think he is clearly. But yeah, tough game. Finishes 33 of 53 touchdowns with those three interceptions. He ran for 84 yards. He did everything that Russell Wilson does, but he doesn't throw picks like this, and he he did tonight. And Kyler, man, he just hung in there. He had to yep. pick himself. He had some really errant throws, but they are very creative in not doing too much and just moving the ball down the field and getting in range. Like they they're they're they mix it up well as far as when they 
don't they, they rarely throw big balls down the field and then they, they run it to pick up huge yardage. I mean, give Cliff Kingsbury a lot of credit. Arizona's creative. Kingsbury did a great job, except I, I will say the end of the game in overtime, like the, the management of the clock and of the down and distances was just asinine beyond words. First of all, now it ends up being a move point because they win the game, but they send out Zane Gonzalez for a 41-yard field goal attempt in overtime on second down. Like, Seattle can't stop anybody, man. Maybe try to get 10 yards closer. I, I understand kicking on third, but on second down, like, why? And it wouldn't even have mattered except they had to call a timeout because they almost had a delay a game penalty. I, it was just it was a bizarre way of handling the game at the end. But ultimately, look, they win. Gonzalez hits a kick, 48-yarder to redeem himself. They're 5-2. and two. And you look at the Cardinals, okay, well, they've already played Seattle once. They played the Niners on the road. Then they still do have to play Seattle and the Niners again. And the Rams have played twice, unless I'm blanking on something. So it's not going to be easy. But they also still play the NFC East, which means Philly and the Giants. So that's probably two wins. So, I mean, if you're the Cardinals at 5-2, and two, you got to feel really good. All right, let's just ask one Seattle question, then we'll move along here. But uh, do we still think that Russ is is good enough to carry the roster to a title after an incredible back-and-forth game tonight that probably in this grand scheme of things won't I, have a huge impact, although that is a division game? Yeah, he, he's definitely good enough. But I'll tell you, though, if they ever win through Bulls here, it's literally because of him, Lockett, and Metcalf. The rest of that team is just not good. They, they have no defense. Their running game's fine, but it doesn't scare you. The line's okay, but it's not great. Olsen's good. He's not great anymore. Like they, it's pretty much like – if they run into a team that can slow them down at all throwing the football, they're going to lose. Because they, they have no ability to get off the field. I got to tell you, DK Metcalf is one of the most impressive physical specimens I've ever seen. Yeah, he's like a left tackle playing receiver. It's insane. I, I mean, he's his arms are enormous. His legs are enormous. He's fast as hell. He's got great hair. The guy's unbelievable. Got great hair. I mean, he does. When the, when the when the helmet comes off and he's going with the pink on top there, I mean, it's this guy is just one unique bird on every single level. All right, let's let's move around here. Steelers and the Titans. This was a nutso game, and you know yes. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh was obviously in control, and but and I don't think anybody really saw Tennessee coming back, but. They got within a field goal and had it, and then, of course, uh, Gutkowski missed it, and the Steelers survived 27-24. They're 6-0. I, I, you know, to me, I was more impressed with the Titans coming back and getting themselves in position to win the game. I thought that was a hell of a job by them, uh, but it did not go their way. So I kind of – I wrote about this in my column, Sack in the Boxers. I hope everybody checks out Mondays on Fansided. But um, – so I kind of walked away with two feelings. One is – Pittsburgh is a, is a top three team in my mind. Now, we'll get to that a little bit here later in the podcast, so I'll just tease that. But they're a top three team in my mind. Their defense is incredible. However, if you can block their pressure up, you can throw the ball on them. You can't run at all, but you can throw it on them on the outside. You got to block. When Tennessee was able to block and did better in the second half, they were able to throw the ball. A.J. Brown, 73-yard touchdown. They moved the ball late, set up a field goal that they missed. Tennessee, I was impressed with in coming back. Now, Guskowski's a disaster. He's like 4 of 10 inside 50 yards. I mean, it's just you can't win with that. They got to get somebody else. You, you cannot be in, in games in the NFL that are almost always one-score games and have your kicker who just cannot hit a field goal. So that's one thing. And their defense really worries me. I'm, I'm sold on Tennessee's offense. Tannehill's become a really nice quarterback. Henry's great. The defense is a disaster. They're awful on third down. They get no pass rush. So both teams showed a little bit of weakness in, in, at times, but I also think, look, the Steelers are really, really good, and I think the Titans are going to be around in January. I don't think they're going anywhere. So – Tannehill is he's, he's just not sexy at all for me, but like the dude just I mean, he's 18 to 30, but he's very composed. Like I, I, I thought he did a great job managing the clock. And 
And I'm surprised, like, looking at the stats right now, Derrick Henry rushed it 20 times for 75 yards, yep. and he only caught the ball two times for negative three yards. But, I, like, I'm watching the game, and I'm thinking to myself, you're going to kill this guy. Like, they are, there, there was some car crashes out there with Derrick Henry today, and it's like, to me, they're just leaning on him. So, I mean, I would have thought that he would have carried it 25 times and they would have thrown him 10 times. I don't know. It just it, it felt like a whole lot more than it was. Does that make any sense to you? Yeah, I think the ten, tendency is always big. Well, he's huge. He can take it. Well, it's NFL. Like, at some point, you know, big tree falls hard, okay? Like, I, so, I think the biggest issue, like I said, for Tennessee with me is just the defense stinks. They can't get off the field. They were only bailed out. Like, that is the one caveat to this. They were bailed out by the fact that Roethlisberger threw three picks. And I watched that whole game in its entirety live. I talked about Pittsburgh that I think you can beat their corners a little bit if you can block up their pressures, which is hard because their pressures are ridiculous. The biggest issue Pittsburgh got, Ro- Roethlisberger is just not playing well, period. I, I, it's getting mashed because they're 6-0. He threw for five and a half yards in attempt today. And if you watch them, every throw is just short, 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 and they're just praying that somebody can make a play after the catch. They're eventually going to play a team that just says, you know what? Go ahead and throw it five yards. We don't care. Like, we're going to swarm and tackle. I thought Tennessee got to let them off the hook a little bit with that. But that defense is so good, they're going to get away with that more often than not because teams are just going to be trailing and, you know, Roethlisberger can dink and dunk, you know, the opponent to death because well, what the hell, you, you can win the game 23 to 20. Yeah, I, I, I loved Roethlisberger's reaction to the, to the miss from Guskowski. He's just like he, you know, he's just standing there. Like I, he basically to me looked like he was saying, "I sucked, I blew it, I threw three picks. We should have won this game, but it was my fault." And oh, he missed it. Okay, we won. You know, yeah. It was like I, 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 I got a kick out of that. All right, so let's uh, as we wrap up with the Steelers and the Titans. Do we think that Tennessee's still a legit title contender? You, you think they're around? Is that how you're putting it? Yeah, I think they're around. Look, I'm not ruling it out. Okay, but I, I think that ultimately they have holes that if they can't close them up, I don't know that they're going to be in the AFC title game again or if they're in you know, the Super Bowl. Well, last year it was nine, they went 9-7. and seven. Now, they went 7-3 and three with Tannehill, and then they won two playoff games with them, of course, and they won big-time games. They won in New England. They won in Baltimore. They hung around against Kansas City. Chiefs ended up pulling away late. I'm not knocking Tennessee. I do think, though, that if the Titans are going to hang around with Kansas City and Pittsburgh and Baltimore, like, you have to fix third down defensively. Have to. You're just not going to win in January, giving up 50-plus you percent know, of third downs. And you look at all their games this year, they've just given up a ton of points to a lot of bad teams. Now, obviously, Pittsburgh's a good one, but the point stands. I think Tennessee right now is the fourth-best team in the conference. But clearly. I do not think they're Kansas City, Pittsburgh, and Baltimore, but I think they're better than anybody else. I think they're the fourth-best team with upside, but right now, number four. I like the Titans a lot. They're going to be a problem come, the pl- come playoff time. It's gonna, they're going to be a really hard out, and I do wonder about – I mean, Derrick Henry, you're going to make it through the season. They are, they are asking a lot from you. E- even, this. They play cold-weather football. Yeah. I, I, they're the kind of team that they translate to January, for yeah. sure. I, I think Tennessee is, is very, very, very much in the mix. Who's not in the mix is the New England Patriots. They got smoked by the Niners, 33-6. to Cam Newton got benched. Now, Bill Belichick is the master at fixing things, but this looks pretty unfixable right now. Uh, you're, you're putting on the run now. The Pats are finished. Let me just say this before you go into it. The conversation that has been going on for a decade around New yeah. England Who's more valuable, the quarterback or the coach? Is it more Brady? Is it more Belichick? It's always the quarterback. It's always the player. MJ, Phil, Walsh, Montana, Belichick, Brady. Give Belichick and any coaches credit, but of course, the player, we can get to Tom Brady and what they're doing down in Tampa right now. It's, it's, that was always a ridiculous thing, but you think New England's done. They're done. They're done. And I've always been the guy who's like really hesitant to say that about them because of all the success they've had. I think people are foolish a lot of times. You know, they lose a game in, in recent years. They're done. They have no offense. They can't score a point. 
I mean, it, they, they scored 10 against the Chiefs. Now, I know Newton was out, but they were hideous in that game. Hideous. They couldn't move the ball. Um, they scored six points against the Niners. Niners have a million guys hurt. A million. Can't, couldn't score a point. Did nothing. Newton throws for like 97 yards and three picks. It, it's over. Now they're going to Buffalo. They're not beating Buffalo. Can't score. Can't do anything. Like I, I, I look at New England and just say, all those years of Brady, that was always the ultimate cushion to fall on. Like, worst case, you have Brady. And he'll get it to Gronk, and he'll get it to Edelman, they'll keep him on schedule, and they'll, they'll be in the game. You don't have that anymore. And I'm not, I'm not knocking Cam Newton. But Cam Newton's not Tom Brady. Let's be real. That's why it was such a joke. When two and three weeks into the year, people are like, oh, Belichick just got Cam and replaced it. No, he didn't replace anybody. Like, they can't score. They cannot score. And ultimately, I look at this and say, Tom Brady's looking pretty effing good right now in Tampa, okay? Like, he doesn't look too washed up to me. Maybe it was the fact that he was throwing it in the kill Harry and Muhammad Sanu all year last year. Like, maybe that was the problem. And with Belichick, I think it's time for them to start selling off pieces because they're capped out. Thune's going to be gone. Introducing Under Armour's Infinity High Sports Bra. Its ergonomic design is molded to support the natural movement of your body. With cord-out padding, the better breathability eliminates extra bulk without sacrificing support. And quick-dry padding is Under Armour's fastest-drying padding yet. When you're lifting heavy, running fast, and pushing yourself further than ever before, you need a bra that will help you go that extra mile and make you feel your best. Shop the Infinity High Sports Bra now at UA.com. Stefan has to share anyway. He's a star guard for them. Should trade him. He's on the tag. Stephon Gilmore signed for the rest of this year and next year. I'll tell you right now, they get a first-round pick for him. I trade him. Trade him right now. I'd start now. The, the question is, does Belichick want to deal with it? He's like he's like 70 years old. If you're Belichick, do you want to go through that? And you, you probably don't. But you, 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 you don't, but you, you don't, but you also know where you are. I mean, I'm I I I don't think he's gonna live his life or lives his life in delusion right by the way in their two and four star the patriots have thrown three touchdown passes that's the worst in the nfl 11 interceptions that's the most in the nfl uh and tom brady by the way has thrown 18 touchdown passes and four picks 18 18 really you didn't want to pay tom huh i'm not saying they would have won a super bowl but like really they'd be better say that much I, you know what? Look, and to put a bow on it, I don't want to hear anybody bitching in New England. They had 20 years where they were the preeminent franchise in all sport. They won six titles, went to nine Super Bowls. I mean, come on now. There, there are people who live 100 years from for their team that will never see anything like that. Um, cumulatively, let alone in one big window. It's just what it is. It's done. They're, they're, they need to rebuild that franchise. It's over. Edelman's old. Newton's not the answer. They've got they're expensive in certain areas where they can't afford to be. Belichick is probably at this point, I think he's seen his last big run. I mean, he's just old. They're old. And that's what happens when you're great for 20 years. It's funny you mentioned Jordan. I'm watching that last dance documentary again. And, you know, the Bulls like there's like that lingering question at the end of that, like, well, what if they had just ran it all back for 99? And or maybe you have a different opinion than I do. Because that team is the greatest basketball team I've ever seen. And I know the same you would say. But I, I do think that they probably would have been done. Like the Pacers almost beat them in 98. The Jazz were right there. Like, you know, another year, that 99 year, they had to play a bunch of games in a short time. Like every great team just has its expiration date. It just does. No shame in it, but it's over. And for New England, it's over. Right. And But here's the thing. With New England, it's over. They're two and four. Uh, and – you, you've got a myriad of problems. So uh, I, the whole, I, you just took me down a deep, dark road. It's not over when you just won the damn NBA championship and there was a, and, 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 and there was a strike and they didn't start playing until January and the Spurs won it that year. Would I bet on, on Mike and company pulling it together and being that team? Yeah, I would have. And by the way, let them lose it on the court story for another podcast. But you know, I mean, Jesus, that's but, fair. So, but New England, hey, look, you let Tom Brady go. He's, and I, that's fine. Whatever. He's 43 years old. At some point, you got to move on. I would have rather had him retire in New England, but that's what you did. And now you're sitting in it. Hey, I, I think you're spot on here, Matt. Get 
build, rebuild. It's over. Get take take your assets and set yourself up as best you can for the future. I think that makes complete sense. All right, into the future we go. Best team in the NFL right now. I'm assuming you're going with the Chiefs, but you want to go somewhere else? I'm going with the Chiefs, but I think the Buccaneers are like a 1AA, and I think Pittsburgh's a 1B. Those three teams to me are the best teams in the NFL because they can beat you a variety of ways. Kansas City, like, look, so here's my here's my quick little three-point bulletin for these teams. Everybody talks about Patrick Mahomes. The Chiefs did Zippo by their standards offensively against Denver at eight and scored 43 points, one by 27, on the road, in the snow. Like, why? Because their defense kicks ass. Nobody talks about their defense because they're so good offensively most of the time. Kansas City's defense is a top 10 unit in the league, easily. Like maybe even higher than that. Kansas City is really good defensively. And against the pass, they're as good as anybody in football. They shut teams down across the board. Pitt- Pittsburgh can win with its defense, of course. And while I did just talk about Roethlisberger's limitations, he's still a first ballot Hall of Famer. Like there's still the idea that if he has to do it, I would still believe that Pittsburgh could do something offensively. Although I do need to see it, which is why they are to me my three of the top three. Tampa. You just talked about Brady, so I'll leave it at that. They've got Evans and Godwin. Now they're adding Antonio Brown, which we'll talk about later in the show, so I'll leave it at that for now. They've got a good up-and-coming offensive line. Their defense is excellent. They, they have excellent coaching. Like Kansas City and Tampa and Pittsburgh, to an extent, can win games any which way you want to win them. They can win 20-17. to 17, They can win 40-38. to 38. That's why I don't put Baltimore, Seattle, and Green Bay in the mix. We're the only other three teams I think can win the Super Bowl. Baltimore has to get ahead. If they don't, they have no shot. They can't come back. They're not built to play that way. Seattle has to score 50 points tonight. And the Packers, if you take away Devontae Adams, I don't know what's left. Aaron Jones is fine. They're not winning the Super Bowl because of Aaron Jones. So I I think to me, those are my three top-tier teams. And then I go Chiefs, Bucks, Steelers. So for me, I, I think that it's an enormous gap from the Chiefs to the next level. I, I, I think Kansas City Even is – between them and Tampa, really? Yes. Okay. Yes. I, I Look, I respect what the Bucks are doing. And I also – well, we'll get to him later. But, I, I mean, I think that Antonio Brown is, has a chance of just ruining Tampa Bay because that's what that guy does. But, uh, look, I don't – look, we're talking about Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes at this point in their career. That's It's not close. The Chiefs' defense is, I guess, maybe not as good as the Bucks' defense. But, as you're saying, it's pretty good defense. So, am I, am I really going to put the Bucks on KC's level? I'm not willing to do it. Um, I actually think the second best team in, in, in the NFL, the, the team that could, that could give you problems that they can control the game and just be a huge problem is Seattle, even with their defense. Like you playing Russell Wilson is a pain in the ass. There's just there's no answer there. So I, I, I still think that Seattle is the second best team. And I think there's a sizable gap there too. I Pittsburgh, okay. good team. You're good and, and the Bucks are playing I, I don't know. I, I'm not willing to go all the way there with Tampa. Maybe I'll maybe I'll be proven wrong. They've been supremely impressive. Kicked the crap out of Green Bay. Um, did lose to the Bears. Maybe that is coloring me a little different, but that was on a Thursday night. So, at any rate, uh, let's – but Kansas City, hands down, best team in football. Okay. Uh, are the Bills going to prove themselves to be a fraud? You wrote it uh, here, Matt, but, uh, I mean, 18-10, the Jets covered – all right, New <laughs> J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. I mean, I was listening to a gambling show this morning. Like, should we take the Jets? Should we take the Jets? I'm like, oh, they're going to cover one of these days. Today was the day. Uh, but And it was not sexy for Buffalo at all today. Uh, but they got it done. So you think that could be a, a frauds on the table? First of all, J-E-T-S, baby. Just end the season. Uh, the, I, I think they're frauds in the sense that they're not winning the title. Like, remember a couple weeks ago when everybody was talking about Josh Allen being the MVP and, like, here come the bill. Yeah, that, that's over. Like, they, they had to score 18 points on six field goals against the Jets. Couldn't get in the end zone. And I don't care. I, I've already had Bills fans. Well, you know, we had injuries. Who cares? I don't care. Like, you're playing the Jets. You kidding me? Now, the Jets are just so horrendous. They had, you know, they had three yards in the second half of the game. I did not know that. That's, un- that's impossible. <laughs> like, somebody just falls over twice and they're six feet tall. That's four yards. 
I, it's three yards. Three yards. So the Bills did heavily outgain the Jets. But I just, man, I don't know. I know the season comes in, in waves. But the Bills, you know, we talked about it. The first four weeks, they, you know, they, they look good. But there were kind of some red flags there. Then they go to Tennessee. They get blown out by, like, a legitimate blowout. Tennessee just beats the doors off them. Then they come home, play the Chiefs. And you think the Chiefs are the best team in the league? So do I. You maybe by a bigger margin than I do. The Chiefs are really good. There's no shame in losing to them. But, like, the Chiefs just ran them over the entire game. And then, like, you would expect the Bills to come out and be angry in this game, prove a point. And they're in a coma. Like, they barely win the game. I just – I think they're a playoff team. I think they'll win the division. But I, I don't think they have any shot in hell of, of being a Super Bowl-type team. So – uh, I, whatever Buffalo, you're 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 cute. You're a playoff team. You're gonna. I, I think I do think the Bills are somewhat a tough out, but they're going to be knocked out. The Bills are like the Rams. Like they're good yeah. and they're fine, but like when they play one of these big boy teams, they're just gonna get smoked. They're just not good enough to hang with these other teams. Yeah. All right. Let's 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 move over to the Browns, which was a phenomenal football game. I, I got to eat some of my words on Baker Mayfield, who played fantastic with his five touchdown passes, including the game winner. Uh, but the Browns losing Odell, who injured his left knee, uh, second snap of the game. He's, he's, he's trying to chase down a defender after a Baker interception. That's a disgusting way to get hurt. He's scheduled for an MRI on Monday morning. Uh, no definitive diagnosis, but uh, it doesn't necess- they think that they dodged a bullet here. What what uh, what's your take on a the Cleveland win, and also uh, you know do they they need a healthy Odell to do this as far as being a playoff team? I mean the, the Browns have five wins, give it up for Cleveland. So first off, you saw they think they're going to dodge the books. I saw Rappaport said they think he has a major knee injury. The way it was okay, what I had read is, is that, that look just look that up while I'll I'll talk quickly about the game. I. I yeah. saw after the game that they were fearing a major knee injury, that they weren't, they weren't confirming anything. Like a 5-2, and two, they should make the playoffs. There's seven teams getting in each conference. The AFC, I mean, we, we can go through it real quick. Like Kansas City, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Buffalo, Tennessee, they're going to make the playoffs. Indianapolis has got a good shot. They're 4-2 and two coming off the bye. Cleveland's 5-2. and two. And Cleveland's schedule is not hard. I mean, you go down the list. They play the Eagles, they play the Giants, play the Jags, they play the Texans. You have the nine wins, you're making the playoffs. I, I don't see how they wouldn't. Uh, and they own the tiebreaker on Indy. So I think they're going to get in for the first time since 2002. I think they're making the playoffs. Now, if, if, if they lose Beckham for the year, that's a, that's a crushing blow because all of a sudden now, and Joku wants to get traded, okay, the tight end alongside Austin Hooper. Hooper has not been great this year. You can double Landry. You can play a little more single high, and now it hurts their run game. That's a major problem if Beckham's out. But even with that said, I still think they'll beat the four teams I just reeled off. So yeah, I think they're going to get in. I think they're going to be. I don't think they're going anywhere in the playoffs. It's just too flawed. But I think they're going to make the playoffs. So there's one doctor on Twitter who has a lot of retweets here. Odell Beckham's knee injury, his left foot being pointed inward, might have saved him here from a bad injury. But we'll see. ACL tears swell up quite fast, and exam is fairly reliable. So I'd say it's a good sign. He's at least questionable. Ian Rapport, you're right, is, is saying uh, exactly that, that uh, it's a, could be a very serious knee injury. ESPN's writing that there, it, it might not be. Bottom line is he's going to have the MRI tomorrow. I, I don't know. I mean, look, it's a big blow. It's Huge. a, it's, Huge. it's, I mean, you can't, you can't understate it. This is your main playmaking guy and, and it's not like Cleveland's got you know a, a lot of room for it but I gotta I gotta tell you I mean Baker bringing him back down the field and I, I granted you're playing Cincinnati but uh, you know Joe Burrow played a phenomenal football game it was a good win for the Browns it, it really was it was I mean four five touchdown passes he hits Donovan Peoples Jones there's a household name in the in the end zone for the winner and he was awful to start the game. So give him credit. He didn't, he didn't sulk. He didn't go down the, the, in the tank. Um, yeah, look, it, it's the Bengals with no defense. But still, I don't care who it is. Like five touchdowns, just shy of 300 yards. It's 
It's a big win. I thought they were going to lose. I picked them to lose. So give them credit for finding a way to win that one. So I, for the record, I, I had them. Uh, I picked three games today in a pool. I, I lost I lost the Titans. Um, and then the Browns, I, 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 I had it. And my guy, Cody Parkey, can't make a damn extra point. Yeah, oh. it wasn't ideal. I mean, dude, That's he killed. He killed gamblers today. It was like it was like Chicago revenge for Cody Parkey for everybody who's cursed that guy. You you come back, you get the you get the touchdown pass. I don't know how the hell that ball got through. That should have been picked off, but it did. It ends up in People's Jones' hands, yeah. and Cody Parkey can't step up and make a kick. Come on, Cody Parkey, where are you, buddy? I forgot my whatever the hell other game that I picked, which was damn wrong. Uh, it'll come to me in a second. Uh, let, let's oh, talk about nice. Dallas. Who, the Cowboys get smoked by the Redskins. Mike McCarthy. They were talking. They were talking crap about him last week about how the team just is completely not prepared to play. Nobody had put nobody put their name on it. So maybe it was BS. But I don't know, man. Now you're losing to Washington, twenty-five uh-huh. to three. This is a this is a horrendous hire. Horrendous. So Jane Slater reported that. Jane's a, a top-notch reporter. I, I trust her 100%. She's got impeccable sources down there. And you know what? You know why I also believe it even just beyond her reputation, which was well-deserved? Nobody refuted it. You didn't hear one. And there's a, you know as well as I do, Carm, there's a million people who cover the Cowboys. Like, there wasn't one person down there who's like, no, I refute that report. Nope. Not <laughs> one person. Which means when they checked their sources, everybody was like, yep. Pretty much. So how do you make a radio ad for an 8K TV that conveys the feeling of 33 million pixels with over a billion shades of color hitting your eyeballs? This is the best we can do. Samsung Neo QLED 8K. Unreasonably good. I look at the Cowboys and say, I understand the injury to Dak is is a season ender. I get it. They are gutless. They don't even show up. I don't look. I don't care who's a quarterback. 25 to 3 to Washington. Are you kidding me? The defense shouldn't even get paid for this game. Washington can't score a point. I do that a thousand words, you know, for the week column on Wednesdays where I, I break down every game, go through, give three little nuggets, deep dive nuggets and statistics. I, it, Carm, it took me a half an hour to look at the Washington offense and find one good thing about it. And it scored 25 points, like nothing in this game. I mean, I don't think McCarthy's going to get fired after this year because I just can't see Jerry Jones yanking the plug out after a year. But I got to tell you, with every passing week, I get closer and closer to flipping my opinion. Like, if this doesn't stop and they just keep – like, tomorrow – or tomorrow. Next week they play Sunday Night Football against the Eagles, which, hey, can't wait for that game on Sunday night. Like, if they get blown out in Philly, if they could be 30 to three, and and Mike Danucci might be the quarterback, by the way, with Andy Dalton getting a vicious hit and a concussion. Um John Bostick just be suspended for five games. Yeah, I said a month. Yeah. Like it, it was awful. Uh helmet, I mean a ridiculous cheap shot. But with that aside, I mean, McCarthy's not getting fired in season, but if they continue to play at this nickel four and twelve or something, gotta at least be on the table. Right, I mean, it's it's unbelievable how bad they are. Well, first off, he can't afford it if if Jerry wants to eat it and yes, save it. So there's that. But I mean, what was Mike McCarthy's contract? I'm looking it up right now. I mean, I that's say that, five years. F- I mean, five years. So you're eating. Hang on a second. Does it buy him out? Yeah. I I'm not getting bought out if I'm Mike McCarthy. You're paying me. It was a uh, hold on. It was a thirty million dollar, thirty million dollar deal. Five year, thirty million. Yeah, you eating six million a year. You eating twenty four million. That's a lot, even if you're Jerry, man. I mean, that's that is a lot of coin. Now, now the flip side of that is, if he stinks again next year and they blow another year of Dak's career, assuming he's still there, what? I mean, you're going to end up eating eighteen million because he ain't coming back for year three. Yeah, so, and by the and, and and by the way, just a good reminder here. Uh, yeah, there was Mike McCarthy's problem in Green Bay. It wasn't Aaron freaking Rodgers. Well, it's, that tracks with your point of it's you know the players are the, are are the reason right. winning. And it, it, yeah, Mike yeah. McCarthy's a freaking disaster right now. 
They are a total, total mess. And by the way, after the game, you know, for, I'm sure most people who are listening have seen this hit on Andy Dalton at this point. After the game, somebody were asked him, you know, were you surprised that nobody came to Andy Dalton's defense after he was basically decapitated on that cheap shot? And McCarthy's like, yeah, you know, it wasn't the reaction I was expecting that nobody really tried to help the guy out. And it's like, you guys are just dead on arrival, man. Like, just dead on arrival. Like, just couldn't care. Any- you know as well as I do. There are teams you watch, and they're bad, but they're trying. And you can smell that stink a mile away when you turn on a game, and there's a pro team, and they just do not care. They have laid down like dogs. And the Cowboys are a dog with fleas. They don't care. They don't fight. They are hooked. That team, I don't care what division they're in. Good night. Well said, Matt Verderam. That was my favorite part of the podcast tonight. You just torched the Cowboys, and deservedly so. Uh, all right, let's do in or out. The Steelers will beat the Ravens in Baltimore on Sunday, in or out. I'll just start this one. I am out on that. I like Baltimore. Uh, I think Pittsburgh is going to uh, – some losses are ahead of the Steelers' way coming up here, but go ahead. So, I actually think the Steelers match up great with Baltimore. And I, all, all the time, I've been thinking in my head that when these two teams play each other, the Steelers are going to win both games. I really felt that way. But I forgot, because of COVID and how everything flipped, that the Steelers now play the Ravens with the Ravens getting a bye week. And... And the Steelers are coming off a very physical game against Tennessee. I think Baltimore might win this game. So I, I'm uh, in on Baltimore finding a way to win. I'm out on Pittsburgh winning. I just, you know, I really, if it was normal circumstances, I'd take Pittsburgh. I, I thought going into the year they'd sweep them. But all the schedule changes and the way it all shook out, I think it really trends well for Baltimore. Who knows that if they lose this game, they're in major trouble in that division. They'd be two back. And they would have lost at home to him. I, 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 think, I think Baltimore wins a tight game. But I will say, I don't like the matchup at all for Baltimore. Because I'm telling you right now, they're not going to run the ball in Pittsburgh. They're not. Like, if they win, it's going to be Jackson throwing the ball. There was one play down to the goal line today where and the, the Titans ended up getting a, a touchdown because they, they got a penalty on fourth down. But I think on third down, they ran Henry, or maybe it was second down. And they didn't They didn't have a fullback in. They just lined him up in the backfield, gave it to him, and it was a freaking car crash. It was unbelievable. And, the guy who hit him ended up being injured. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, oh, my God. This is, this is, this is humanity. I mean, good Lord. That's the kind of a play when your buddy is at the bar, and he's like, I, you know, I could have you know, gone pro. It's like, yeah, no, I don't think so, man. Yeah. Like, you would have been a speed bump at the end of that. They would have just put a tombstone in the ground at the two and been done with it. I mean, that was like, I mean, I oh my god, it, yeah. I, I I felt the pain of 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 young Mark Carmen trying to do that collision drill. Like this is these are the guys that are so much bigger and they're gonna kill you. And that I'm like, oh my, is, is Derek Henry dead? That was that was that was intense. You've ever right. played contact sports? Is that? You know, I, I didn't play a lot of football. I did when I was young, but not not any serious high school football or anything. Um, but yeah, I did play hockey. And I'll tell you, I was lucky enough. I was always one of the bigger kids. Very rarely did I really get reamed. But I remember one time, kid hit me at center ice. And he, his credit, it's a clean hit. But he hit me, and I went like almost like an in-the-air barrel roll and landed on like the side of my neck. And I remember just looking up at the bottom of the scoreboard and thinking <laughs> myself like, I know I have to get up, but I'm both embarrassed and in pain, and I just want to lay here a while and hope there's a whistle. <laughs> and I got up, but I was just – i just—I don't. all I remember about it was I went right to the bench. I don't even know if the shift was over or whatever. And I don't know how these guys – man, that hit probably was 5% of what happened that play you're describing, and I was ashamed and, and hurt for like two weeks after that. So, I mean, I don't that – that's the – how many days does it take for you to feel normal after a football game? And they all say, like, three days. Yeah. I mean, they wake they, – they, they are – that's uh, that is just – that was intense. All right, let's go to the NFC West. We'll, and in the in or out is the NFC West will have three playoff teams. Go ahead. 
So, all right, so I'll be brief. We're running a little long. Seattle's going to make the playoffs. Arizona's going to make the playoffs. So that's two. Then I look at the rest of the conference. Okay, Green Bay, somebody out of the East. Bears, I think, get in. Saints and Bucks. So I'll say I'm out. I think two teams get in. I think it's going to be Arizona and Seattle. Wow. I mean, they're just going to cannibalize each other. I guess. I mean, the Niners right? look, the Niners are playing good football. I mean, they are. You, and I give it to them, and they have nobody healthy, and they're still doing it. I mean, you, you look at the, the point differential of the division. The Seahawks are plus 31. The Cardinals are plus 57. The Rams are plus 38. The Niners are plus 45. I mean, it, that's not the only step, but it just shows you they're kicking the crap out of teams. Yeah. Um, and everybody I, in the NFC, or, or NFC East is like negative 100. It's just negative 33, the Eagles, so negative bad. 32, the, the, the Washington. Cowboys are negative 67, and the Giants are negative 52. By the way, my Washington pick to win that division looks better. It would have been looking phenomenal if the Eagles had yeah. not pulled off a miracle. Washington would be in first place. By the way, the Cowboys are right there too. Wow, that 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 is just disgusting. Uh, I'm going to say I'm in on the West, getting three teams in okay. uh, somehow, some way. Uh, the Giants should. They're just going to. They're going to. They're going to get rid of the East, and therefore the West will get three. The Giants should consider drafting a first round quarterback, in or out. I'm in. Daniel oh. Jones, I think is talent, but my God, the turnovers just never stop. And you watch that game on Thursday night, and it's just makes a play, makes a terrible play. Now, to be fair, if Evan Ingram's hands weren't coated in, in Lando Lake's butter, uh, it, it would have been a, a win for the Giants. But I think if you're the Giants, you owe it to yourselves, right? Like, if, if, if Jones is terrible the rest of the year, or even just really turnover prone, and they're in a position where they could somehow draft Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields, I think you at least have to consider it. There's I'm not no question. Right? There's no question. Like, There's yeah, you owe it to yourselves in the franchise. You have to do it if you're in that position. No question. Uh, and, and Daniel Jones, he may be, he may turn into a serviceable quarterback, but that's all he's turning into. I'm sorry. I, he, you can't hold the ball with the game on the line and have that little idea of what's around you and, and to be to ever be good. I don't want to boil it down to one play, but when you're getting stripped to End the football game, and that that feels like there's got to be know. that internal clock. It just and you you got to know how to play, man. That right? I, you you don't have a good feel for the position. You know you're, you're you're not throwing the ball seven thousand miles an hour. Like what 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 redeeming qualities does he have that makes you think he's going to be a good quarterback? I don't see any. No, and, and you know I'll I'll be brief with this, but I just I do think like you're right. There are certain guys just watch him, and you're like they get it. If you watch Burrow or Herbert win, lose, or draw, those guys can play. Those guys are flat. Like, Burrow, if the Bengals ever put a supporting cast around Joe Burrow, he's going to be a phenomenal quarterback 15 years. Herbert, same thing with the Chargers. Like, those guys, those guys are big-time players. And I just think the biggest sin that NFL teams make is they hold on to quarterbacks too long because they're just desperately hoping these guys improve. Then I get, Like, watching that Chiefs-Broncos game today, I'm just keeping it real. Drew Locke can't play. Can't no. play. No. He's just never – I don't care what they put around him, what they do. He's another guy. No internal clock. He's inaccurate. Like, he'll stick around in the league. He'll be a backup. He'll hang around. He's Trevor Simeon. Like, I watched that game as a Chief. When the Chiefs got up 24 to 9, I was like, this game's over. He has no shot. He's not getting 24 points, and they never even came close. Last one is Antonio Brown will work out for the Bucks. I'm decidedly out on this, and I think he may ruin the team. I've already said that once on this podcast, but I I, I don't think this will work. And I'm and and they're calling it a uh, an insurance policy, which I mean they've got so much talent. I, I, I but look, if he, if he he had his head on straight, he'd be more than that. But what do you think, in or out? I'm out. I'm out because he's not going to be the number one guy there. He's not. If Evans, if Godwin. And Arians, I'll tell you right now, for anyone who's not familiar with Bruce Arians, Arians, Arians will tell him what to do with himself if he causes a problem. So that's, that's the only reason I don't hate it for the Bucs is I do think Arians will just and, – and Brady will essentially tell him, look, it's our way or the highway. Get out if, if you don't want to stay, you know, stay on, the, on the, the, the line and, and toe the line. But I don't see why they signed him. Like, they already I have was... all pro receivers. I don't get it. Like, I just 
All there would, is is downside of him just going in there and being out of his mind, and then they've got to deal with this nonsense. I mean, they'll cut him, but still, it just screws everything up. They sign him because Tom Brady wanted him, Matt. That's what I right. I guess, man. I I don't know. I and why? Like, I don't get Brady's fascination with him. Me neither. What is the deal? Like, look, he look, he was a great. But here's the other part of this. There's no guarantee he's going to come in and even be great anymore. He played a year and a half. Like, I think he probably still is talented, but, like, who the hell knows? I don't know what he's been like in a year and a half on his downtime. Who knows what, he, what kind of shape he's in as he practiced? I don't I don't know. I mean, I like the optimism of Tom that, like, this guy's super talented, and I've taken guys like this before in my life, and then they, 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 they come correct around me. Right. Obviously, everybody thinks about Randy Moss, but this is a. I mean, Randy Moss didn't have the off-field issues, though. Exactly. Like, and, like and, Moss had his like petty nonsense off the field, but not this. No, not and, like major, major legal issues. Right. Antonio Brown is a straight bad guy. He's just a bad dude. I yeah. mean, the the I mean, you go you go look at the tapes of him screaming at at people from the screaming at women from his driveway. It's like you want that guy on your football team. Of course, he gets another chance because it's the NFL. But I mean, I'm sorry, that's not going to work out. Uh, all right, let's wrap up. What's going on in the life for um, You bought Space Invaders. Yeah, yeah, you you're damn right. You're damn right about Space Invaders. Look, all right. So I got NBA Jam, and if you're watching this as a video here, I'm going to turn the old camera because why not? Right there, Carm. Right there. That's yeah. unbelievable. That's eat your heart out, Carm. Space Invaders and NBA Jam, the arcade games. Bought them, put it together, Space Invaders, about 24 hours ago. It's in the old office. And I am, I am jacked up, man. At some point, going to get Golden Tea or Miss Pac-Man and make it a trilogy over there. But, uh, uh, hey, anytime, Carm. You want to come up to Rockford? We'll, we'll play, uh, play all day and night, man. Jam, Space Invaders, you name it. Space Invaders is one of the toughest video games of all time. I mean, even the clear board one. You have Introducing Under Armour's Infinity High Sports Bra. Its ergonomic design is molded to support the natural movement of your body. With cord out padding, the better breathability eliminates extra bulk without sacrificing support. And quick dry padding is Under Armour's fastest drying padding yet. When you're lifting heavy, running fast, and pushing yourself further than ever before, you need a bra that will help you go that extra mile and make you feel your best. Shop the Infinity High Sports Bra now at UA.com. To have some innate ability and just to be able to hang in there. And to get through board two, you're like, I don't know, Aaron Rodgers in his prime to get that thing done. I, 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 what's your level of talent on that thing? It's a tough game. I, I, can, I, I just started playing again. I, mean, I can get to like second board. Hopefully I can do better. But I, you probably don't even remember this. You introduced me to Space Invaders. I did? When I, yes. When I moved to Chicago, we all went out one night. You were there. Tonight we were hanging out at the barcade in uh, Chicago. You know, hey, man, like, you know, you're like, ah, well, you know, you want to play uh, one of these games? Like, yeah, sure, what the hell? And we were going to play NBA Jam, and the game was, you know, taken or whatever. And you're like, oh, I'll play Space Invaders. I'd never played. I'd never played the game before. You introduced me to Space Invaders. Anytime you want to come up and play, it's, uh, the board's yours, Carl. It's a phenomenal game, and I, I remember that night. I believe uh, one of our former coworkers had a little bit of an issue with the old uh, alcohol that evening, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, he yeah. peed all over himself, didn't he, Verderam? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he's not with us anymore. He's no longer now. <laughs> it's that was uh, frightening. That was a shame. <laughs> that was a shame. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm that was a there, but that was. Uh, I remember had- I got a text. Come outside. I'm like, what? <laughs> I opened the door, and the, you know he's standing kind of in the shadows, about 20 feet away, by himself. <laughs> and and I, we used to go there all the time. So, well, the coworker didn't. He was in town. But you and I, and you know, a lot of people, the, the fan side had went there all the time. So I remember asking the, the bouncer, who I not knew, but was like somewhat familiar with, I'm like, hey man, like, what's going on? You know, can he, why can't he get back in? He's like, nah, he's got to go. I was like, why? Like, what happened? Like, he hit somebody? Like, he's like, no, no, no. But he's just, he's got to go. I'm like, all right, all right, man, I'm not gonna fight. Like, whatever, fine. And uh, I walk over. And I'm like, hey, uh, I won't use his name, but like, hey, so and so, what what happened? And he like gestured to his like belt, and I wasn't paying enough attention. I was like, "What?" He's like, "I pissed myself." 
and I look down, it's from belt to shoelaces, both legs. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, what the F happened? Like, and at that time I just started dating Stephanie. Like we were dating for like two weeks, maybe. And she texted me. She's like, Hey, you want to come meet my, you know, meet me out with my friends. Like I can't. She's like, Oh, like, is, is there anything cool? Like, are we cool? I'm like, yeah, no, no, we're absolutely fine. I'm like, my coworker just pissed himself and I need to get him to my other coworker's house where he's staying for the weekend. And so I, I called, uh, Mr. Josh Hill, who was, where oh my our, God, the coworker was staying. And I'm like, Hill, <laughs> we're coming back right now. He's like, why? Mike, because, uh, there was a urinary issue. Oh, and- I- he, he, he should have been put it in into a hotel room. Honestly, can you That's- imagine like, like, and I know you, so I already know the answer to this question. Can you imagine if he was staying with you and you got that phone call? There's no, no way, right? There's, no, I would have, <laughs> I would have no hosed way. him down. I would have like, been like, you sleep out in the street. Are you kidding me? Uh, yeah, I, I would have uh, honestly, if, if there was no other option, I would have paid for him to stay in a hotel. Hey, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Damn! <laughs> hey, you. Here, here, here's your hotel room. It's it, and it's 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 on Lincoln Avenue, and they normally sell them by the hour. But that's where you're staying tonight, buddy. I'm splurging the forty six dollars and ninety eight cents for you to be there. All right, we're gonna end it on that one, Verderam. Good to be with you, brother. You as well. We'll see you guys on Wednesday. Week seven was a wild one. I guess congrats to uh, the Cardinals and uh, the Steelers and all else. We'll see you next time. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.